I'm gonna steal your sunshine and I'll shit on your parade. Don't get me started on doing Michael Caine. My opinion matters, yours will fall in last place. I'm not shutting up and you'll be learning my name. Fifth in the family, but first in my mind. One out of ten, but I'm ranking just fine. We've only got now, there's no afterlife. Look, mom and dad, I'm just speaking my mind. Kyle Mocha, and joining me as always is Mr. Justin Olimpedo, now in the hey, downstairs man. chair. You used to be up there. Now you're down here. Yes. I finally got it right after five weeks. I finally got the pointing to you in the right. Keep trying to go to the upstairs chair. Yeah, it's you're a little not weird. There no more. Huh? Justin, don't live there no more. I don't. Oh, I just want to point out real quick. I, I like that you're wearing the hat. This is a hat that yes. I left at my ex's house and just got back after like almost a year. And I can't wear it because if I wear it, uh, I would wear it backwards and I would look like Slacky. And uh, that, we already look too much alike, except I'm just like his miniature version. And we're in the same room a lot. It would get really difficult. So sweet hat, bro. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, I like to bring things it. up that make you have to thank me. <laughs> it's called being a sociopath, I think. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Weird. I don't look definitions no. of things up. But speaking of definitions, we do have the creator of the epitome of definition. <laughs> That's a segue. Mr. Zachary. Ooh, storm. Yeah, oh, what the fuck? Icy. That is icy there. Now, we are also joined in studio by two very special guests. We have Jen and Steve-O from the band Steve-O and the Crippling Addictions. Or do you just call it the Crippling Addictions, or do you call it Steve-O and the Crippling Addictions, or you kind of go back and forth? That has been, that has been a battle. That has been a It's a the newfound glory, a newfound glory, newfound glory situation. Like transition period. It, yeah, the thing is, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then once the merch was printed, we had the koozies printed, the shirts printed, all of that shit. And it was just like, well, now we have to ride it. 
Yeah. And, and, and you know, I got to say, uh, Adam from Say 10, who put out our last record, he actually fought me on it originally. He was just like, dude, it should be the Crippling Conditions without the Stevo. And I fought to have the Stevo. And yeah. now I realize it was a losing fight. Because I was realizing, shows, I was trying to tag you on Instagram, and I was like, at Stevo, and at. Well, it's, it's even worse. Steve hyphen? Oh, well, it, no. Okay. It's, it, it's even worse. The band camp. Yeah. It's just Steve-O the Crippling Addictions because they won't let you have a damn ampersand. Oh, right, right, yeah. And, and, and how many letters ampersand. do you really want to put in a band name? Wait, you can use an ampersand on, on Spotify? Oh, it's yeah. made our lives so, a living hell. So oh, fun. You can't find us. It's impossible. Yeah, so if you want to type out the word and, you will not without find the ampersand. it. Weird. With yep. Spotify, it is an ampersand. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it, it's really for literary yeah, really what we've been working I have a buddy who literally his first tattoo he got was an ampersand right here on his arm, and then I think he got a bass clef over here. I'm not sure. So like uh, he wants to know what's wrong with looking like him. What's no- nothing, <laughs> brother? There's nothing, brother. There's nothing wrong with looking like you. It just gets so confusing already. Every day I deal with you're the karaoke guy, right? And I go, do you mean that is I'm the guy who does karaoke really well? And they go, no, the guy that runs it. Uh, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. And no offense to you on, on that sentence, too. I kind of backhanded compliment <laughs> you. Are you the guy that sucks wait, or the guy that's the good? Yeah, wait, you run the karaoke, but... I, no, I, I do not. Oh. Slacky does, and Ooh. we just look a lot alike. But, I have but to, he's I, like a foot taller than me. I want to digress on the karaoke guy yeah. thing you just said. Yeah. Because what I'm saying is this. If you're known as the karaoke guy... Yeah. I think that you're known as the person who is throwing the karaoke show. Yeah, yeah. He but, is the but karaoke if, but if guy. you're known as, like... The star the, singer. The Aerosmith pink guy. Yeah. Like, then, he's, he's oh, the oh, ACDC oh, guy. Oh, uh, Nobody wants to be known guy. that yeah. guy, though. Yeah, yeah no, he's Thunderstruck, like, yeah, and I'm like Bobby like, Darren. Yeah, <laughs> or like, the know. Jim Blossoms. Yeah, anything, like, anything like real cheesy and middle register where it sounds like you're doing a really good job. The Steely Dan guy, dude. Steely Dan, yeah. The post office. That'd be oh, great. The Steely Dan guy. Yeah, and you just see him and you call him probably Dan. You're like Dan. Yep. Hello, <laughs> Dan. Mr. Steely. But you have to steal yourself for that conversation. You do. <laughs> just, just you, to do. Make sure. you do. You do. Know, you don't know him that well. You do not. Now, uh, right now we are sipping on some beer, yeah. but we have some uh, weird things to drink as well. So let's jump right into. What are we drinking? We drink it so you don't have to. Review it in the morning for the bathroom. Cheap booze and craft brews. Review it in the morning for the bathroom. What are we drinking? What are we drinking? Yeah! Alrighty. Now today, Justin and I. Are they gonna hear that at least? Are they gonna hear the burps at least? Uh-huh. The burps are the most important yeah. part. Uh, we picked up uh, something that I've been looking at for a couple of weeks now. But if Justin, you can give him a nice shot of that up there. It is chill fizz, chill fizz. It is iconic Philly hard seltzer. Now it's we went with mixed berry love, mixed berry love. I mean, I like. Okay, first of all, the design of it. They're going with the whole love statue thing, F-I on the sides, Z-Z, cute, that's nice. Um, they're a genuine very, Philly taste. A oh, genuine shit. Philly taste. So this is going to taste... smell like Philly? Like trash? No, I mean, I'm assuming with my experience of living sort in Kensington, like it's going to smell like... It really smells like Philly. Does it? Because sort of. when I lived in Kensington, it just smelled like cat urine and the laundry detergent. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, it's either that smell or the smell of Chinatown at 7 a.m. when the sun's just starting oh, to that's hit. That's a good one. That's like wet. That's like okay, wet. this is weird. Now, oh, it does say like it's sun-ripened wild berries, kiss of agave, and refreshing Philly seltzer, 4.5%, 95 does it say 95 little calories? It says 95 little calories. I won't lie to you. I well, like it. Though, you I like it? Like I'm going to give it a calories. sipper. I like it. Mm. It's the, the, not too sweet. The Philly references are the thing that's really it's turning offensive. me off. It's offensive, yeah. Um, I, I don't see it. This tastes it's more like an iconic. alcoholic beverage than most of the seltzers. Like, I'm tasting the alcohol, I feel like, more than in, like, a White Claw or, or in the other ones, uh, I which I do that. like. I don't know if... This again, I don't think I've seen another one of the uh, those companies making a berry flavor, like a mixed berry one. Truly and does. Truly does. Yeah, that's great. Truly is. I think that it's was the one that we kind of thought that was pretty good. One? They're the ones that have mm. the really good tropical. The tropical, mix. yeah, the tropical. All is the phenomenal. tropical ones are great. Yeah. This is not. Yeah. All right, now would you right. now would you recommend to somebody who's drinking a Truly or something like that to give this a shot? And would you rank it above the Natty Seltzer? I already talked to you guys about that before. We all agree the Natty Seltzers. Pretty damn Aloha good. Aloha, bitches. Aloha, bitches. <laughs> no, but what I would say is this. I would recommend this to someone drinking Truly, if only to start a strange conversation. Yeah. And then have yeah. them be either bummed or stoked. Yeah. It's just to have the conversation alone. I, mean, I the like whole... it, but I hate the Philly references. See, you're loving yeah, the Philly. You're hating the Philly. I'm kind of partial Because I don't like on what it. makes it iconic to Philly. Inspired by the city of brotherly love, guys. That's what it says. Artfully crafted for a genuine so Philly what, taste. So in yoga pants? Yeah. Little dogs exactly. That's what it is. Exactly. Is what brownstone. Is That's actually what this tastes like. It tastes like brownstone. You hit it right on the head. <laughs> Tastes like chicks in yoga pants walking, little dogs in Rittenhouse Square. And why is that not in the paragraph? Uh, no. Now, the other thing that we are drinking, kind of, a, we always have a weird thing, and then our pacing beer. Our pacing beer um, is the Bud Ice. The Bud Ice. Now, when I saw this case, Call I looked Bud at Ice it. Bud Ice pacing beer. Oh, Bud Ice pacing uh, beer. Oh, yeah. It's, it's stronger than this one. It. It is stronger than this one. This yeah. one is uh, the Bud okay. Ice is uh, five point five percent. When I saw the case, I genuinely thought that something would had been left behind from like nineteen ninety eight. I I've never really noticed Bud Ice available anywhere. You see Natty Ice, you see all of the other, you know, the 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 uh, Keystone Ice, you see all of those guys, but never the Bud Ice. So I was like, you know, we always drink kind of the Keystone, the Natty, more of the Natty side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're daddy's boys. You know, we like the Natty daddies. Oh, no, you like mm. those. I mean, after 30% of the beers in my mouth and I am <laughs> drunk and, and don't taste it anymore. The and they give you the extra ounce. They do. They give you that extra ounce. Ounces. You gotta you gotta love them. And, and what, 225 They do sell them in, in 12 packs. You can get them somewhere. I only buy them in the packs. 15s. Yeah, the yeah. 15s. Yeah. We're real gross. We're real gross. <laughs> I want to have to open 15 individual Natty Daddies and call myself a daddy's boy every single time. But the Bud Ice, uh, I don't know. It's 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 kind of just more of the same. Like I don't really. It doesn't really stand out in any than way. The Natty Ice I, I on flavors. Uh, Rich is saying Bud Ice pacing beer sounds is like something you, you do at a NASCAR event. Yeah, yeah, no, this yeah, totally. Actually, just run around the having a little bit ice. of the chill fizz in your mouth. And then they can come out of Bud Ice. It's not a good idea. I'll just say that. No, no, it is. You get the aftertaste. The chill fizz Bud takes ice. away the aftertaste of the Bud Ice. Yeah. We should just change this show to We Drink. 
<laughs> and 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 play music, drinks and songs. This yeah. is this should be stronger. It this really is stronger. I don't no, want to but speak it's only four point five percent. I really hey, don't see like that much of a difference between the chill fizz and the butt <laughs> Like, call me crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, other than one has like a slight fruit. Yeah, taste. fruit. There's a fruit taste. Yeah. I am it's kind so of fizz. unsure of which one I'm drinking when I'm holding it even. All right. Okay, so that's what we're drinking right now. So let's kick it on over to what's happening, what's going on in the world. Hit it, Justin. <laughs> started talking about this a little bit before the show um, whether you know who they are or, or you don't I clicked on the the article because I, I recognized one name and I did not know the other person uh, but Amber Rose who I just know as the uh, anti uh, slut shaming person she was like had like the slut walk and stuff like that and then she also has slept with a lot of rappers she has a, a child with Wiz Khalifa okay. uh, but she also has a, a apparently She's two with children Kanye for a while she was with Kanye that is kind she of was what, bald yeah. uh, is she still bald I think she yeah, was still she bald and now she, she has a face, face tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. Um, but speaking of face <laughs> tattoos, her new partner, uh, Alexander Edwards, also known as A.E. So they have two kids, and he just got uh, a tattoo across like uh, his, his, the, the, the crown of his head uh, with their birth dates on, on either side you know, of his the forehead. The kids' birthdays? The kids' birthdays. Yeah, okay. So we got that. That kind of looks like a serial number. It does kind of look <laughs> weird. It looks a little, a little, a little strange. Um, like you were marked for something that you wouldn't want to be marked for. Uh, but when I was re rapture, reading more into it, the rapture, <laughs> he's got the mark of the beast. He's not getting in. Um, but the uh, the children's names was what really kind of threw me off. Um, he has they have two kids. One's name is Sebastian Taylor Edwards. I'm assuming uh, Sebastian Taylor, his first and middle name, and the second child's name is Slash Electric. Slash electric. Can you imagine growing up in a house where you had a normal, normal name like Sebastian Taylor, and then the other person that you grew up with that was like younger than you, and they were probably just going to wind up being cooler than you, had a sweet name like Slash Electric. And then also, would you ever name your kid something like Slash Electric? Would you ever? Would you ever go that fucking crazy? Would you ever go that Dude, far? Dude, if my brother's name was Slash Electric, that would be sort of cool. <laughs> that would be kind of cool because you would get the I benefit would of be knowing somebody. I when I was younger. Yeah. That, like, they had a cooler name than me. But then when you got in your 20s, you're like, oh, I'm not the douchebag but, like, named Slash yeah, Electric anymore. I'm Sebastian. Because okay. a lot of celebrities have really, like, just strange names. Like, uh, uh, fucking, uh, that one actress fucking named her child Apple. It's just kind of like, all right, you Fiona? named it. Fiona? Yeah, I yeah, did not Fiona. a guy Apple whose Apple. name was straight Apple. up Blade. Blade? His real name is Blade. Legal. B-L-A-D-E. B-L-A-D-E was his first Say, name. if it had been spelled and a little differently. Sick. And he was such, like, a redneck. So yeah. it was so weird. What was his last awesome. name? No, I'm just How big was his Johnson, though? Did he have a big blade? I feel like Did he I have like a big blade? Was he wielding? <laughs> to call was he wielding blade, a big blade? You gotta be like... Yeah, they call me Blade. Oh. Like in your legal Wait, so name, like your I, I, family. I, I, I have to digress because okay, so we're talking about Slash Electric. 
Yeah. Uh, what was the first kid's name again? Because I Sebastian Taylor. Sebastian Taylor. That is like seriously like that is like two like bad Americana musicians from the seventies. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Where it's just like oh. I was thinking he was named after Sebastian Bach and Taylor guitars. Like that was <laughs> what he was named after. <laughs> Sebastian Bach and, and the Taylor, Taylor Swift. <laughs> to dig at Kanye. To dig at Kanye. That's why. Ah. Yeah. But yeah. then 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 the thing is you gotta always think about like the best of two worlds. Because our our our, our, our buddy uh what the hell's his name? Electric? Slash, slash electric. electric, yeah. He could have been called Slash Acoustic. Oh, way worse than him, right there. Damn, <laughs> Acoustic. That's that'd be a terrible. If you if your name was Acoustic, hello, Acoustic. What would your nickname be, Koo? I mean, yeah. I would just go Koo Coo. or Stick. Stick. Okay, this goes back into like Stick Man. Like like what your parents were fucking to. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. So we have Slash Electric over here. And this is like my brother. <laughs> he was pounding my ass. And then and then and then you have like Slash Acoustic, which is yeah. like, hey, you know, Jack Johnson came on and Jack Johnson. Know, I was and we didn't want to call him Strummy Strummy <laughs> Banana Pancakes, so we went with that instead. <laughs> we went with Slash yeah. Acoustic. Baby. Slash Acoustic. <laughs> Uh, would you ever name your kid something ridiculous like that? Like, would you ever take the risk and name your child something absurd? Like, I have a nephew whose name is Axel, and that's like the the one that I was kind of like, I, I enjoy the name. I think it's an awesome name. I don't think it's because of necessarily Axel Rose, Rose or Axel that Foley. Would be sick. But if it's Axel Foley, it's way better, and then my sister doesn't know, and her husband is like, hey. I'm just going to start playing that song whenever he's around. Um, and that's Such like the most song, like like different, unique, like overall name. Oh, I do have a nephew named Kinley. That's also, they could have said all names. Sounds Irish. Irish. Yeah, it sounds Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a brawler. Oh, his full name is, uh, not giving me his last name, I won't tell you that, but Kinley, Indiana is his first and middle name. Indiana's dope, Indiana's great, and I got real mad because I told my brother when I was like eight, I'm like, you know, like one day I'm going to have a kid and uh, I'm going to name it Indiana, but first I want to get a dog and name it Indiana, have the dog die, and then have the kid and go, you're named for the dog, every (laughs) single time he's been it. Don't call me Junior. Um, his name would be Indiana Junior Mocha. That's what I would have named him. And I would have just called him Junior. But it's not my name. Don't call me Junior. No, see, the way you do it is actually call him Junior. Yeah. And his middle name would be Indiana. And You're junior, the only Indiana. one who calls him Indiana. Uh, Everybody else calls him Junior. Uh, reverse and he has it. to be like, don't call me Junior. My name's Indiana. Yeah. Only at home, work. motherfucker. That would On work. your medicine bottle, it says right here, Indiana Junior. I think that is the most defined. Way to see to what your uh, real name is, idea. your medicine bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, the other thing that I, I uh, made note of this week uh, uh, surprise Whitney Houston is making an impossible comeback. Oh, she was dead. Holographic? Yeah, she is. Holographic ah. performance in Massachusetts, I believe it is. Um, they're doing a full 90 minute live show with a hologram Whitney Houston, but a full live backing band what? on tour. Or not on tour, but for one one performance. So they're having a vocal track, but a live band play. But a live band play, and there's going to be a hologram of her from, I'm assuming... That sounds pretty cool. I'd go see it. Now, my question really is to you, would you go see something like that? And if you could pick any one person to get to go see live that's dead, that you never got a chance to see, who would you like to see in a hologram performance? 
I don't know, man. Who, who, but, well, can I digress for one second? I definitely can digress. Because the first thing I want to say about even hearing about this, because this is the first I've heard about this. You didn't oh, shit. Me on I heard about Sorry. this on the radio uh, earlier on. But, but what I'm going to say about it is that this is the first time in that fucking, like, chime player's life yeah. that he's ever gotten paid more than what he used to. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, She's like, not making a dime. Like, what yeah. the hell? I mean, does the estate... I don't know because her daughter died too. So it's like who's who getting all the money? Yeah, the label actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the label's the getting, getting the, yeah, the label's yeah. getting the money. That is definitely for sure. For Someone's sure. getting for paid. Sure. Yeah. Who's your bro- Arista? Who the fuck is uh, I think I think in the in the yeah. chat over here. Uh, and thank you everybody. I didn't say it earlier, but thank you everybody for tuning in live and in the future and all of that. But uh, we've got my brother Keith is saying Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Freddie I would Mercury. Agree with that, one. that would be sweet. Um, when I was living I in L.A., there was a... Are you talking about living with these people? No, 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 no. about seeing them live on Hologram. <laughs> but uh, I think my brother would live with uh, with, with Freddie Mercury. I would love that. Yeah, yeah it would be adorable. They'd be cute together. He's more into the cat. He's more into the cat. He's Brad Knowles and Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain would be sweet. Knowles would be cool. I, I think it would be, honestly, like... I, For me, it would probably be the lead to, uh, snot as snot. Do you guys remember that band? No. It came out Seen in the new, vaguely remember new, new metal fa- like scene, uh, but they were more like hip hop and um, uh, like soul. Like it was a weird mix of shit. But, yeah. Um, like no, like, no, no, no. Like I don't I know. They what were, he they was were... saying for a second. I'm like, who in the biscuits dead? Okay, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> no. Why do we need a hologram with biscuits? She said little biscuits. Do it anyway. Yeah, no. it yeah, but I just want a hologram. I don't care if Fred's alive. I, I want to see the biscuits. I just want 1999 <laughs> biscuit. Yeah. yeah. I just want to see their performance. It'd be cheaper at to see a hologram anyway. Free. It is probably better. Yeah, probably. probably. You can pitch control a hologram. You know. You can make. You can control totally a hologram. Bridges machine is back on tour now. I saw hologram. Hologram. Yeah, I would. <laughs> would you go see? Would you go see a tour of a hologram if it was like? What if like, they didn't tell you and you didn't know and you went and then exactly. you found out later? At some point, you're gonna have would you that. Be pissed? Now, I would. I, I, I no, no, like because I wouldn't figure it out. If it was like, that, that good, good? Yeah, I would be good. stoked yeah, that I, I was no in a room idea. with that great of technology and I can tell my kids, yeah, yeah, back in the day they actually had real people perform live and I saw the first time ever that didn't happen. Like, I would I would take I would take ownership of that. Uh, but I would say for me, the one that I would love to see, and I'm kind of using one person to cheat my way into three people, um, I would get. I would uh, want to see a hologram performance of Roy Orbison only doing Traveling Wilbury, so I also get Tom Petty, <laughs> and I also get fucking George Harrison, and then real Bob Dylan and real Jeff Lynne. That's what I want. I want that performance across the stage. Because Jeff Lynne and Bob Dylan, they don't really interact with people. They're kind of True. all like in their own world. Yeah. So then other people might as well be holograms. I'll see that. Can I just have David Bowie doing the Labyrinth soundtrack? Ooh, that would be a good one. Ooh, Bowie would be a... with the puppets. I honestly wouldn't believe that it wasn't Bowie. And would have to be there. I would think that Bowie, like, went underground for, like, five years to come out to fake a hologram. That's what I would (laughs) think. Right? That'd be pretty sweet. Zach, anybody that you would want to go see? Uh, At this show next week, where you're a hologram. Ooh, you want to see me as a hologram? Yeah. What does that say about me? That's not good. That's not good. All right. Well, what something that is going to be good? Uh, We have a wonderful new single called "Social Trails" from Philly Green, our good friends in Philly Green. We featured them last year, but this is their first time being featured over an actual 
visual platform you know we were yeah. we were just a stupid audio podcast yeah. a year ago Idiots. fucking morons <laughs> dumb past kyle what were you thinking uh but you can check them out uh if you like what you hear philly green check them out this friday at kung, kung fu necktie <laughs> what kung fu necktie yeah. uh kung fu necktie in philly uh you can find them on instagram for more information at philly green band and we'll be showing the flyer uh, while we play their song. Again, this is Social Trails. Enjoy from Philly Green. We'll be seeing you guys in just a couple of minutes.
All righty, there you have it. That is the single Social Trails from Philly Green. Again, you can check them out this Friday at Kung Fu Necktie. I don't want to mispronounce it as Kung Fu once again. Um, although, if you opened up a rival uh, venue called Kung Fu Necktie, that would be kind of funny. I mean, uh, you just probably want to attract a lot of people. Just so self Just self Yeah, no, you have shows. <laughs> no shows. <laughs> right down the street. Just, just, just foe. Just confuse people. Yeah. <laughs> but spell foe wrong. Spell it F-A-U-X. Well, what do you guys tell here? Foe. And it's imitation foe. <laughs> We're getting somewhere on this. All right. So this week, uh, we recorded once again another addition to our uh, album, EP, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the epitome of definition. Yep. Uh, if you are unfamiliar, every single week we get together around 5 o'clock. We started a little earlier today, um, thinking that this was a massive uh, undertaking. Yeah. Um, but we are uh, we write, record, mix, and master a song from scratch, and then we premiere it here. The first time everybody listens to it all the way through as it is uh, finalized is here on the well, show. You're listening. Finalized uh, with us because we haven't heard it. We haven't heard it. Now, usually we start the song around 5 o'clock and Zach is working on it until we're live and sometimes after we are live. We started this about 4 o'clock yeah. um, for for reasons that I'll let Zach get into uh, that, we, that we wanted to start it earlier. Uh, again, it, it felt like a big undertaking and we uh, finished the song. It was done and exported at 7.30. So we have had uh, an hour and a half before going live where we didn't know what to do. I thought we should like go out or something like that. Yeah. Um, I had yeah. no idea uh, what that what the hell was going on. Um, but we, uh, I just lost me in my ears. I don't know if anybody else lost, lost anything. Myself, yeah, I just lost yeah. all ears. Yeah. Just, mm. just so you're aware. Uh, I'm not sure if something came loose, but I do not. I just hear my normal self talking right now. Um, but either way, everybody else can hopefully still hear. Uh, if you can't hear us, say something in the chat, please, right now. I mean, I hear Listen you. Listen to still. me. Okay, you're I good. I hear you in my ears. All right, so I just lost my ears, so we're good with that. You don't, um, wait, who else was it? You can hear each other. Yeah, you're good. You can't yeah, hear anything gone. at all? Yeah, I'm gone. Yeah, he's out. Weird. So either way, well, uh, I'll throw it over to Zach. Uh, oh, no, I'm lost. Yeah, we're all lost. Um, we have oh, oh, now I'm good. back. Now I'm back. I hear me. I hear Everybody me. Good? Checkity check yeah, check the Chinese Hello? chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you still not? Still not. All right. Live technical difficulties. Now, Zach, uh, what was the title of the song for this week, and what was the idea behind uh, what you created? Um, what, what, wait, what was the title? Um, Counterpoint. Counterpoint. I wanted to do nothing. nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like half in. Half I mean, out. it's so somewhere on these lines. Right? So, yeah, we're good. I can hear you guys talking. We're fine. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah, all all right. It. So, counterpoint. Um, we had a lot of time off between when we finished this one. Yeah. And right now. So Zach is more inebriated than he usually so, uh, is. So talking about things is not his forte. We played the song. In two different parts of the song, there's three time changers going at the same time. Yep. So, like, the drums and bass are one, and then the guitars and synths are two other ones, and then... Uh, the vocals are different, right? The vocals are sort of in and out of both of them. Yeah, yeah, I went weird with them. Um, so, we... Yeah, so the, the whole idea of Counterpoint was the idea of having... 
two opposing melodies happening at the same time that wow that, that worked together uh but worked together uh and worked alone at the at the same time. Oh, the so, headphones are good now. Yeah, I got I got mine now. I got mine now. I yeah, can hear. just turned it down. Yeah, I'm okay. No, yeah, yeah, we're good. Was that the uh, issue? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. It was just the volume button. For our, for our end. Oh, that's weird. But I thought it was too loud. Before. Oh, okay, we're good. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I mean, so counterpoint. So this, uh, this was the most complicated one we've done yeah. so far. And I thought this was going to be real fucking hard to achieve. And maybe if it doesn't sound good, it is real hard to achieve, and we thought we hit it, but we didn't. Um, They're going to fail once in a while. We do one every week, you know? True. We're bound to get a stinker. I don't think we've had any, but I'm biased I mean, let's and see. an asshole. Let's, let, let's see. Let's see. We'll see. We'll, we'll let you guys be the out. judges. We'll There's yeah. only one way. Now, uh, so as far as lyrically what we did here is um, there are two uh, separate... Uh, verses happening at the same time. There are two uh, separate verses happening twice. And the idea was there was a, a counterpoint, and then so there had to be a point to that counterpoint. Um, otherwise, that just don't make no sense. So I wrote one song's worth of lyrics from the point of view of a person in a relationship with a shitty person who's just really fucking lazy and really fucking selfish and they just need to get out and they're like trying sure. to warn them that, that you're going to lose me. And then the other uh, song that I wrote, I wrote a second song's worth of lyrics from the point of view of the selfish, lazy asshole who just thinks that the person that they're uh, conversing with is just trying to keep them down. It's just trying to keep them, you know, keep their, you know, talents at bay or something along right. those lines. So it's the idea of an argument happening between two people, one of those really bad couple arguments where you are both shouting at each other at the same time, and you're not even really fighting about the same thing, but at the end of it, you kind of realize, oh shit, we have this. Th there's the same issue. So sure. the idea of the, the the there's a counterpoint, um, and then there's the point. So I guess the 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 person who's really in the right is the point, and uh, most of the forward music and the louder stuff is from the counterpoint. Um, Justin, as far as drumming, how, how was this one? It seemed like another, uh, another kind of simple, fun one for you. Yeah, I mean, it was easier for me. It was just 4-4. Four, four. I think you told me that you wanted 30, 30 repetitions of So, yeah, four, it's four. 30. In the, the two verses, it's 30 measures of 4-4 four, four for the drums and the bass. Okay. And then the one part is, what was it, 24 measures of 5-4. Then the other part is 20 measures of 6 6-4. Okay. But I'll play at the same time. It all comes out to the and again, same amount of time. This is our math rock uh, yeah, yeah. EP, the uh, album that we are putting out so right now. So things sound like come in funny. Yeah. But like that. They all by the end of it, yeah. It's hopefully. They all mix together. Hopefully what, it works out. From what we heard, it, it, it is a wild song. So yeah, let's, let's not delay any further. Um, let's jump right into it. Again, the title of this song is Counterpoint. It is our fifth of six. You'll have to come back next week to hear the final song because um, we don't know what it is yet. Um, of the epitome of definition. Well, what time did we come in at on this guy? It's under six. Under six minutes. Good, a, a good, a good pop song. Five eighteen. It could have been twelve minutes if yeah. I really had wanted it. Yeah, yeah. I we mean, could. we cut off. We cut off. We cut a lot. All right, of it. so uh, we'll jump right into it. Here is Counterpoint, our brunch weekly original single off the Epitome of Definition. We'll see you guys in just over five minutes. Enjoy.
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome 
Our next guest on Kyle Moco won't shut up. Welcome back again. That was our Brunch Weekly original single. And joining us now in the main camera, we are joined by Jen and Stevo of Stevo and the Crippling Addictions, or the Crippling Addictions, or Stevo ampersand the Crippling Addictions. Look for all of them, or at least look at the Crippling Addictions, and you should be able to get there. Um, or you just might get some self-help. Yeah, you might you might get some self-help as well. Now, uh, you, you guys uh, are, are, I mean, I, I saw you for the first time play as this group uh, when you opened for Bigwig, um, and two guys that were at that show joined us uh, on the episode uh, like five days later. It was uh, our buddy Dom Tromboli and uh, Dennis Andreevich. And they were all at the show, and we were just sitting here talking, and I was like, yeah, I need to get them on the fucking show. I need to get them on the fucking show. Um, it was, that show for me was just a really, really awesome feeling of like, oh, remember when this used to just happen all the time? Like, remember when we just had fun, and there was a good show because it was all local bands. Like, it was all local bands. It was you guys. It was Don't Panic. We had The Crowning, and then and then Big Wig, which for all of us back in the day, that was, they were our local big band. I mean... They might be from fucking New Jersey, but we claim them for sure. Um, so I'm really stoked to have you guys on. I might even get stoked uh, having you guys on. Uh, there's going to be a lot of really bad... There's going to be a lot of really, really bad throw-ins in there. Um, this whole show might get slightly askew. Um, uh, but I just said them, but don't panic. Uh, all right. This is going to get good. It would be a holy mess. Uh, Greek favorites. All right. Yeah, that one doesn't fit in anywhere, so we just have to throw it out there. Ah, uh, kids. <laughs> I wonder how long we can feasibly keep that going. Uh, I haven't had a jerk reaction yet. So you haven't? Oh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> I don't know what the percentage is, but we'll just, you know, split 50. So... <laughs> shortwave radio. Shortwave radio. There's nowhere to fit shortwave radio in there either. Oh, my God. Um, but, I mean, as made evident by those uh, dumb jokes and the eight people out there that understood all of that... Dude, as made uh, evident would have been a good day. Oh, as made evident? <laughs> uh, would have been better than Aspen Heights. All right, there That's we go. That's a little bit of indecent exposure. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, I'm getting cottonmouth. DN. Uh, uh, I might just go outside and crush a pile. Um, okay. Seriously, three people are happy right now. There are three people, and I think we're all in this room. You are uh, really raking the muck through. Ah, uh, <laughs> what a Maxwell demon you are. <laughs> so obviously, uh, Steve-O, you and I have uh, the, the kind of the local scene in common. We both are very from different parts of the scene. I grew up in Bushkill, and we had like one band, and that is our super producer EJ Five Thousand. His band Straighten Upright. Um, they they were like the band that connected us to the scene. That's what got us into Stroudsburg. All of us kids, everybody that was on the soccer team with them or in school, you know, plays with them. We followed them to Toast, and that was our first introduction. We missed Bismos by a few years. My sister was in the uh, the Bismo years, uh, but we we had Toast around here. And the first time I ever saw you play uh, locally was with uh, Split Fifty back in the day. And I remember 
How many bases do you think you broke on stage uh, as a member of Split 50? Oh, shit. Because that would be like, we would be taking bets like, is he going to break it this time? Is he going to break it this time? And I feel like it, I feel like more times than not, they got destroyed. I was, at, at, that, at that point in my life, I was young, dumb, and full of rum. Yeah. And, and the thing was, it, it you always felt like you are going to be successful the next weekend. Yep. So in that, you know, $250 Mexican P-Base yeah. era, it was quite easy to smash them thinking you were always going to get a new one. I just never got a new one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was always in the hole, 250 bucks after I did Yeah. Yeah, and it, but it, but it looked cool from what I've heard. Yeah, no, it looked from great. What I've heard, it I was at awesome. I was at. Do you remember there was the show in the uh, in in the what was it? I guess it was called the Sanctuary, the Over the Edge Basement, um, where yeah. when when under the edge, under the edge yeah, yeah, when, yeah, when they put up the the blockade um, to separate from the people in the bands, they literally had like a wooden blockade that had like spikes on the end of it to stop people I do, like I do recall it yep. it was a uh, you know it was a different scene back it was a very different uh, scene uh, it was a very different scene when, um, when you had to actually protect the band with blades yeah b- wooden blades yeah, yeah like it was it was know? intense but I remember being at one of those no, shows it was in the basement and, of, the, of the sanctuary it was yeah. not in a tent yeah it was not in a tent you were right it was indoors it was indoors um, but yeah I remember like seeing you back then and all those shows but then I also uh, have have a thing that I don't know if you'll remember this but um, I was trying to think back to like obviously like I knew you because you were in a band and I knew you because some people I knew knew you um, but there was one instance where we actually we hung out about 16 years ago one time one time and I'm, I'm, I'm running the Rolodex right now. All right. right and now. it was a name that was brought up earlier in a band that we've already referenced. Um, I was really good friends with Skip McDougal, a.k.a. John Noah Worrell. He was yes. living at my house over the holidays because he didn't have, you know, people around. And so he was staying with us for the holidays. And he goes, hey, I'm going to meet a bunch of people at Walmart. We're going to play Manhunt in the Walmart. Do you want to go? And I was like, sure. So I show up to Walmart and you and Jesse, who I just knew was vegan at that point, um, and a bunch of other people, I had no idea who they were. We were like, okay, and my little, my younger brother Craig. We we all went. We split up teams, and we went into Walmart, like separating each other by like three minutes. One was the hiders, and one was the hunters. And it was basically this giant game of like hide and go seek in Walmart. And you wind up hiding underneath the bike rack, like where all the bikes are like put up. And you've been moving around, and you like like we're like hiding from one place to another, and you slid underneath there. And unbeknownst to you, in that giant tower of, like, bouncy balls that they have, I was in the middle of all of the bouncy balls. So I saw you, and I knew you were on my team, so I was just like, after about 20 minutes of nobody finding us, I just went like, hey, do you think the game is still happening? You were like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't think it's happening anymore. And we confirmed we were on the same team, and we both, like, snuck out of our spots, and we walked outside to find everybody all corralled around one of the, like, cart corrals. And um, they had all been thrown out of Walmart for uh, playing Manhunt, and they had actually tackled my 16-year-old brother. A secret shopper thought he was shoplifting (laughs) because he's being all, like, sneaky. Like, so Craig gets full tackled right in front of Skip, and I was like, this is fucking nuts. And we were all like, all right, and we just split split up and, like, went our separate ways, and that was it. So that was the first time I have any, like, real recollection of it going, basically, for me, from the stage 
to uh, from the screen to your stereo, no, from the stage to your life um, it, it, uh, of knowing you as like a person that wasn't just a, a cool punk rock dude that was smashing bases all the time. Now, uh, <laughs> I have a story like that. Yeah, from, that <laughs> oh, must have been. It must have been. I'm I was on, 16, 13 years ago. I'm on the grill right now. All right, <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's so go. It, was, it was the first night I had my license. I was 16. There was a house show somewhere in Mount Pocono, and Holy Mass was playing. And I was the first person playing that night. I played, like, an acoustic set of, like, shitty punk rock covers. But it was the first night I was out driving by myself. Like, I had a license. I had a Civic. I was doing fucking e-brake turns in this guy's yard, wherever we were playing at. It was a fucking <laughs> shithole. And then I like, always were. And I so I played. And then while the next band was setting up, I went upstairs in the kitchen. It was you, and the rest of the band. You guys got me fucking drunk. Yeah, we were known for and, and, <laughs> so it's first night of was, being a driver. First night of being a driver that <laughs> I drove myself to, drive. to the show. <laughs> I fucking yeah. hammered with you guys because I'm 16. I was just like, yeah. holy fuck. So and and the crazy thing I'll is, hammer like, away. Uh, it's like, I yeah. don't know. I mean, there's a, a good there's a good batch of years there where I can like pick out a few good things that happen. Yeah. But a lot of times it's just like, dude, this, the party was the party was. The Party. Yeah. So a lot of times if I'm telling a story, I'm just like, oh yeah, remember that one time that party? And it's always for me the same party. Yeah. However, yeah. It, it is vast. It's it's different. spread out over thirty houses <laughs> and five hundred yeah, people. Yeah. For me, it's just like I, you know, you, you, it's a living room and a bunch of yeah. people hanging out. Yeah. So it's just you like, pick you, one you, that was the most comfortable, the one you yeah, liked the most. That's yeah. The, that's the party where everything happened. Uh huh. I, I mean, it, it transcends. Friends, it transcends years. Yeah. But at the same time, it is just the one. You ever find yourself telling a story about one of those nights, and then someone goes, "No, dude, I was there, and I was not nearly as fucked up as you." And this is what happened. You ever get corrected by those? Dude, I love when people do it because you're like, "Oh, now I know exactly what happened." Jesse is the best guy for that because Jesse is uh, both vegan and straight. Yeah, yeah. Jesse is like the black box of a plane. Like, he's, like, seriously, where it's just, like... He's small, he always wears black, it makes sense. Yeah, and when I fall off, it's just, like, dude, let me correct with the black box. Where did the plane land then? Let's let's really see what happened in this flight plan. Yeah. And and it really works out really well. I Amelia Earharted myself last (laughs) night again. I'm gonna need... I don't know uh, why I'm here, but Jess, can you tell me? Yeah, yeah, I think I went Malaysia flight over here for a little bit, and I need you to be recovered. There were Sam's coming all around. I didn't know what the hell was happening, man. I was getting shot at from the ground, but I got it. We we, we landed hard, but damn, dude, how did we get here? Yeah, how do we? Now, uh, speaking kind of in, in, in honestly, in, in that way, um, we remember you from being uh, young kids in the scene and you being in a band. But the funny thing is, like, you're only like three, four, or five years older than I mean, well, six years older than him. You're younger than him, and you're only three years older than me. But in my head, when you were, when I was sixteen, going to a show. When you're sixteen, the guy who's nineteen playing in a band because he's been doing it for the last couple of years. It has like a little bit of a step up. So for you growing up around here, um, and then Jen, not to, I'm sorry, I'm no, we're ignoring Yo, you. totally, um, we're totally fanboying okay. out. Yeah, for, no, totally fine. Seat. I'm not from um, anywhere near here. But uh, for both of you, though, this question: uh, Were there people growing up in the scene that like you were involved in that, that you were exposed to um, that you kind of looked at and went, "Oh shit!" Like like when I was 15, 
that was the guy. Like, that was the guy that I yeah. loved. I have, oh, yeah. I, I have the story for this, and it is seriously, like, for me, I was, I grew up in Pleasant Valley High School. Okay. And so, like, our, our punk scene was pretty, pretty minimal at best. So when we were able to, like, you know, like, some people come around, like, spread flyers for shows or what have Yeah. And then, like, you'd, like, show up, and it'd be, like, you know, it would be, like, a basement in Stroudsburg. It'd be, like, and this is even pre-Underworld. It'd be Bismos. It'd be... Oh, like, Terry. The Karma Club. Oh, Terry, dude. Like, what sure is this? So, anyway, so, like, for me, like, actually, one of my biggest influences in the whole thing, and I think he has a kid now and is no way involved in anything, but uh, Josh Marsh from The Overdrives. Was, oh, the was, overdrive was, was for me as a, as a oh. youth, as a teenager. Richie was in that, right? Uh, which Richie? There was a bunch of Richies. Uh, Crutch? Not Richie yeah, Crutch. Richie I, I don't think it was Richie Crutch. I know. Mm-hmm. I know Evan, who's playing in Wisdom, it was in the Overdrive for a short time. Uh, I, don't, yeah, I, don't I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the whole etymology of the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but long story short, it was like, dude, I saw like Josh Marsh up there, and it was like, dude, like this dude has a full sleeve of tattoos. Why can't I have a full sleeve of tattoos? Yeah. And it was like, not that I have great tattoos, but it was like one of those things where it's like, fuck, dude, I want to do that shit too. Yeah. And it was like, and then when I heard the songs, not in, in no way discounting the Overdrive. I think that Too Far to Turn Back is still an incredible album. Yeah. It's in my top 10. But the the thing about it for me was just like, wait, I can do this. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like I saw, It was the I, gateway I, to you going, yeah, yeah, oh, saw, you're not like some rare super genius you're a guy who knows what he likes and is writing music that he wants to play. I just need to know how to play something and I can do that. that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like a like, like a super stardom thing. It was just like, oh shit, dude! Like these guys are playing this shit. I kind of have like you know I have a shitty guitar my aunt got me. Yeah. Like I have these riffs. Like and I was just like, oh shit, I can do this too. Yeah. And then like you know, lo and behold, later on I joined Split Fifty before I did it on my own. Oh but shit! It, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It was like. You know, it was a. So was that, that your like, was that your first in. band there that that you were like a solid bass player for or a solid musician in was Split Fifty the first time that you were like listed amongst four or five other guys as yeah, the member of a band. I had I had high school bands and shit, but it was like you know it was like always a rotating cast every week. Yeah, it was just like who the fuck wants to get high this week and the jam guitars. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like you know like the like high school bands like. Where, like specifically was the first time I had to deal with like real being in a band shit yeah and I wouldn't say that it was always positive but the thing was it was I learned a lot of what not to do yeah it, it, it is a good way to put Dude, it, it failing it, 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 it is, is one of the best it. lessons you can ever like, have is lear- learning what not to do for and the, sure and the other thing is I met Yasko because Yasko shortly thereafter like quit to join Big Wave yeah and dude we and we didn't that was scene drama in our oh, world oh, oh, oh dude oh, that was that was big not that knowing, was like the Kardashians oh dude, my god big scene we were drama, like dude. dude he's getting called up to the big leagues he's going to play uh, with Big Wig like uh, this oh, is dude, Big Wig back at the time oh my god yeah but yeah, that, that wonderful transition brought us all into the wonderful world of Michael Lucchetti, and that was, oh, that fucking man. Uh, dude, I that still one of the best drummers i ever still, played with, dude. I like, love just watching his videos crazy. that he's put up on YouTube like a decade ago. His stick-spinning skills, that motherfucker. Is he motherfucker. playing on a cruise ship? Now? Yeah, he's, he's, on a cruise ship. Yeah, he's on a cruise he's ship. He's doing, like, I think he's doing, like, swing music. He's doing all sorts of things. He that guy... swing music back then? Oh, yeah. my God. He's supposed to delved into swing yeah. a little bit. We recorded, when I was uh, the, the manager of My Steady Backfire, we recorded with him. And his mom was my sister's, like, third grade teacher. So, like, I knew, like, of the family and everything, like, from way back. Um, but he was he he, he was uh, a real cool guy to hang out with. But just at the end of every recording session, I'd be like, 
can, can you play drums? <laughs> can you just? I just want to watch you play drums. You were absurd. Dude, he was crazy. Like he didn't need. He would do triplets on the kit without even fucking around with a, a double pedal. Yeah. Where yeah. all the kids of the age, of the age, yeah. were all fucking with double pedal. Yes, they were. And and he was just like fucking triplets on the kit. Like just yeah, like that, dude. it was mesmerizing. It was one of the more entertaining things to watch. Like, and and when you got a good drummer, I mean, I think we all feel that way when you have a good drummer that you can sit there and watch. And you have a great drummer that I love to watch in Cliff. We do. Cliff is <laughs> so yeah, fucking we are, we, 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 we are so benefited. It's a real bummer he's not here tonight. The thing he's also Cliff the funniest like, one of all. Of oh, us. he's fucking nuts. So I love that <laughs> like, boy. And, and besides that, it's like Cliff is like my little brother, man. Like from like back in the day, like back when Cliff. Was but a youth playing in precedent. If you remember precedent, I don't know. Precedent yeah. was like, dude, him. Oh, precedent. Yeah, yeah. The, the propaganda sounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, I didn't realize that he was a part of that. Okay. Yeah, he was the drummer. And, Damn. And back then he was having like trouble at home, and me and Jesse actually put him to adopt him. Damn. To, to have him come live at the castle with us. Yeah. And not be like involved with his home life because his yeah. home life was really second. And in that's one thing is like Cliff will always say like when he like will post something on the internet or saying and say that he's my son. <laughs> it, it, it's actually closer to home than you actually think. Oh, it's because, wonderful. Because of the fact that we yeah. may or may not. But he walked me down the aisle yeah. when really? we got married. Yeah. Aww. So when we got married, Cliff, because I don't have a dad, so. I had Cliff step in to be my dad. That's oh, oh, that. oh. Which I'm older than Cliff, so yeah, 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 <laughs> it doesn't that's make great. sense. Now, Jen, <laughs> but for, it was for fun. you growing up, what was the scene like? You grew up, you said you lived in Dude. Detroit and then Chicago. What was uh, what was the scene? Were you into the punk rock scene at yeah, that point? Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, Detroit was more of a hardcore scene at the time. Kind of makes sense. And yeah, yeah. like, I mean, we yeah. had Negative Approach, Razzle Dazzle, which was like my favorite oh. fucking band on earth. Uh, if you're not familiar... You should be. Yeah, I, I, do, um, I, don't, I don't know them. I'm just gonna have oh, to go Razzle Dazzle the, the is basically my brain they, it's, all, to to. it's all just about being stoned and like eating pizza and like all right. just like yeah. partying. Right. I wouldn't have liked it then. Yeah, I'm fucking like amazing. Fast as fuck. Like honestly, each album is under 20, 20 minutes. Nice. Fast as fuck. Hardcore. With like seventeen songs on it, or oh, it's like ten songs, yeah. and it's like yeah, it's like they're they're just about, brutal. Blue, there's a like, song on their strip just like naming that's like. There's a song that's just is foods that are round, and they just talk about like they just inserts like bagels, pizza, foods that are round, pancakes, waffles. That's how we get down, like and that's, that's like good. but so it's and the whole thing is just they're all just talking about being stoned. But like you know like our whole scene was pretty tough. Like punk wasn't really a thing. Like I remember the first time I even went to go see Against Me. It was in two thousand two. Okay, and I didn't understand that people weren't like beating the shit out of each other yeah. because that's how hardcore it was. Yeah. And like I grew up with Yeah, I stood at the back shit. a lot of those rooms wearing my camo yeah. shorts like a good And like I, I watched <laughs> yeah, I watched all these people and I thought like the whole time it's like, you know, like I, I got called every name in the book. But the one person that actually stood out to me the most was well, when Walls of Jericho started yeah and candace i became friends with her and she became like a mentor to me she Hell was like yeah. she was everything in the world that and i this wanted is to be uh, all the, still detroit yeah this, this is all yeah. in detroit so and in, in, when i met her she was actually this is when she joined courage crew and she was the only woman they ever let in that which i was straight edge which, yeah funny enough i am not now i i but, was uh, <laughs> i was until like 19 you know yeah i actually stopped from i became straight edge when i was 18 from 18 to 22 i was straight edge 
But she was, like, the biggest influence in the world. Because, like, you just watch this fucking little tiny woman who's strong as fuck. And just dominating a room. And her voice was so powerful. And I always wanted to be like her. And, like, our... But that's, like... Like, I don't know. The Detroit scene was one of those places where it was, like... Put up or shut up. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't just, like, show up and... It what well, it wasn't as lax as like what like the Philly scene and the yeah, these ones yeah. seemed like like it was like no like it was like hard like I don't know how many times I got the shit kicked out of me at this point Damn. like you know now so you were in Detroit and then when did you relocate to Chicago what age so were you so I moved to well I actually moved to St Louis first my whole family is from Chicago so okay. I, right. I I split my summers were in Chicago my nice. winter like you know did my you get schooling. exposed to the punk rock in Chicago at all because I know oh, yeah, there was of course. a really like, good with, scene obviously, back then like, like Alkaline Trio, Alkaline Trio and exactly. yeah of like course the, like, the big guys I, from that era and I've known Matt and all of them forever hell yeah like uh, so it's that it's it's still a tight scene. It like, is a band that Actually, came out of a bigger city because, like, for us sitting here and like talking to Steve-O, it's like talking talking to somebody that, like, again, I went to shows every week, and chances are you were in one of the bands that were playing that week. Was it the same? Like, was it still grassroots feeling? Maybe not every week, but like you got to that, know though. everybody in it's, the same way. You don't really get to know everybody until like when I fully moved to Chicago. Like, when I was old enough, like, when I was younger, I didn't understand it. So, like, when Alkaline Trio started starting out and Rise Against and all those bands, I was going to see those bands, like, even the Smoking Popes and all that shit. Love the Popes. We would go, I would go and see those bands, but I was too young. Like, I'm I'm only 31. Okay. So, I didn't really understand. Yeah, because that kind of hit was, like, like the the 97 to, like, 2000, 2001. Yeah, I was too young for it. Yeah. Where, like, I was living, and then I lived in St. Louis for a while. And then when I moved to Chicago, that's when, like, the scene, like, really started up with, I guess, like, all, like, the indie punk, like, fest type bands. Okay. And then, like, you know, like, Cali Mossy, Typesetter... Turn spit and all those bands started getting big and everybody but we were so supportive of each other and that's the one thing that Chicago had was that with like the punk scene we all every night of the week you went to a show yeah I had I, I used to actually run a house venue actually weirdly enough called the schoolhouse nice and uh <laughs> We uh, we would have like beach slang played at our house, oh, like we you know Elway, yeah. like you had like Elway, Southern Way Better awesome. Girl, like I mean you were invited there at one point before we met. He was invited there too, but um, really? yeah we had but so we always had like a shit ton of bands and everybody. But the thing is like if there was something going on, you would text somebody and be like, hey, what are you doing? And this is even in my early mid twenties. What are you doing? Oh, uh, there's a show at blah, blah, blah. Cool. I've never heard of that band, but I'll come anyway. Yeah. And that's how Chicago was. Is that's, it was that's, it's that's so the sign supportive. of a healthy scene. Because yeah. I remember back in the day when we had a good scene up until a certain place opened in downtown Stratford um, <laughs> that uh, didn't necessarily keep things uh, living very well. Um, and we might have rocked against a couple of things as well. Um, but we uh, all of a sudden had like no scene. And, and, but, but when I was, like, younger, it was, like, the, oh, what's going on tonight? Oh, it's a Wednesday, and there's a random show. Like, we would have rant, like, what was that? Fucking All-American Rejects played on a Thursday night at Toast. And there were, like, like 12 people in the room. And my buddy uh, Randy and I, like, uh, our, our friend Joe uh, Faree was the Randy. one I was booking at that point. Um, Randy. 
Uh, but Joe Faree was booking uh, Toast at that point. He actually took over uh, our buddy, our, our producer Eric was uh, doing the booking for like a year or so. And then, uh, and, and then Joe took over. Now Joe's like running R five and like runs. Oh, dude, Joe's fucking now, dude. Like Joe's dude. like he he's running uh, Made in America fest. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the guy booking Jay Z. Yeah, like he's. Like, I talked to know. him when the movie life went through the upstairs room uh, at uh, whatever his uh, fucking place. What's that place? Philly? No, it's me and Tap Fillmore. Oh, okay. The Fillmore. There we go. The, the upstairs. Uh, the upstairs at the uh, Fillmore. Sorry. Um, that, was me, that was me nervous tapping because right, I couldn't remember the name. Mike, Fillmore. Right at the back door. Um, I got you. Just give me like a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got back up here. Um, but we were. Uh, we saw Movie Life and uh, fucking Travis from Piebald played solo opening for him. and It was really weird and funny. And then I went up to him and I'm like talking to him afterwards, told him I was going to be there. And we're just like bullshitting for a little bit. And I was like, so, like, this is fucking awesome, man. Like, this is bands that, like, we talked about, like, wanting to book back in the day. He goes, yeah, it's cool. Um, the hip-hop scene's just way better. And he's like, that's just what I'm doing now. He's like, it's like, I can I can book one person and have a thousand people show up yeah. and just fucking, like, crush a night. As opposed to going, hey, remember this band from 17 years ago? Uh, they're playing with senses fail, and and then hopefully you show up for it. Dude, hip-hop right? guys blow money. Dude. Yeah. They just blow money crazy. Like we were, we were doing our record out in Chicago, and that guy Tiger. Remember Tiger? Tiger, yeah. yeah. And, 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 the, and, and the bar right down the street was like, like the recording studio was right here. The bar was like right here. And, and was it a Cubby uh, Bear? I don't know if anybody can see that, but it's like seriously like this far. And <laughs> I think it's and not the Cubby Bear. and the thing about it is that like Tiger's bus showed up, but not only Tiger's bus because he had a rap on his bus that said Tiger on it. Mm-hmm. But they had like three other buses that showed up. And he was the one guy playing. And you're just like, dude, these guys just, like, fucking, like, like blow money. It's, yeah. like, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So they have all rap buses show up for the thing. There's a line around the room, though. Like, around the whole bar. So yeah. So I'm in the bar drinking. And there's a line of, like, fans of Tyga, like, like, like around the bar, like, completely circumventing the bar. <laughs> and he's just like, I can't get in or out of this place. I can't even smoke a cigarette. Yeah. And so I'm just like, well, I, I might as well just post up because yeah. this is going to be a while. It's going to chill and, you and, for a bit. And But it's like, you see, the thing is, they also bring the people to make the raps make yeah. it worth it. Yeah. So, and not the raps, but like the raps on the buses. And yeah. you're just like, how the fuck are you paying for this kind of shit? Yeah, that's absurd. And it's just like, and it, but dude, they have the draw, dude. It's like one guy. Yeah. I saw Stitches. In Philadelphia, like, remember? Stitches? I love selling blood. <laughs> yeah. I saw him. Dude, I saw him in Philly one time. He came. Uh, most jugglers I've ever seen. Most jugglers I've ever seen the show. Besides our show. Besides our last show yeah. with Green Jelly. <laughs> oh, oh, I was going to ask about that. Yeah. So many jugglers. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, but but, but with fights. Stitches was it was the kind of the same thing. Where it's just like a lot of jugglers in the room, a lot of fights breaking out. And nobody's there to play. Like, Stitches isn't even there. Showed up an hour and a half late. Oh, Jesus. Showed up, played three songs, threw a bunch of hats to the audience, and was done. Damn. And the dude was rolling in full tour gear, like the whole, like, bus. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's all it takes. That's all I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm in the wrong line of work. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, these will say we're becoming a rap group. Yeah, Yeah. that works. That works. You you guys start calling it the Cripplin. No, we got beats. We definitely got beats. And we wear red or blue. 
We'll be honest. Which one's Crips? Just wear purple. The Crips are blue. The blue. Oh, so it means we wear blue. Yeah, you gotta fly blue. Also, we're the Crippling addiction. Snoop Dogg. I see what you did there. Yeah. Oh my God. I got beats for y'all. Yeah, he's got beats. I bring a lot of hip hop music. Yeah, these two guys put out a hip hop album like a year and a half ago. Yeah, Oh, you don't want to hear about this. Make it hip hop. No, yeah. Yeah, I've been working on hip hop, but the thing is this. Let's talk about Lil Pocono. Oh, yeah. dude. Oh, my Pocono. God. Lil Pocono. Zach, have you seen it at all? The video? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. he's getting... Hey, dude, I'm not going to lie. But I fucking... I like it. Yeah, no, I, it's it's I like it. I like it. And, oh, and the thing is, the fact is, the guy is repping a town that, like... Nobody I don't give a shit about. about. Dude, like, for real. Yeah. Like, And the dude is fucking not only repping the town... But doing it well. Dude, I, I have no... I, like, I, I heard he was getting uh, into some shit because he filmed in front of the Burger King sign and other businesses <laughs> were in the background yeah. and people were like, oh, you didn't get permission, blah, blah, blah. And it's just kind of like... Are you kidding? And, and his response was basically like, yo, I'm trying to bring attention to a place that no one's trying to bring attention to. Go fuck yourselves. Like, yeah. fuck yeah, you. what the fuck? Oh, my God. It'd be great. Like, we've had a handful of, like, successful people in, in all lines of music. Sure. I mean... We, I mean, G.E. Smith from G.E. Smith and the Saturday Night Live band graduated from Stroudsburg High School, and he ran the Saturday Night Live band all through the 80s, all through the 90s, up until, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. And he's a, a, a an Eastburg or a Stroudsburg fucking graduate. Mm-hmm. Like, we've had people, like, back in the day, Toby and Kev, Solution AD, sure. they made it out. They got fucking I mean, there was VH1. a big music scene. There was. Like, we even had fucking Bob DeRoe. Yeah, Pocono Duo, those guys, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we had uh, Bob DeRoe, the guy who created fucking Schoolhouse Rock, was living in Delaware Watergate for the last 30 years until yep. he passed away. Like, we have, like, good We got things. street cred, We've got street cred. <laughs> and this kid is just pulling it into the current time. Like, he yeah. is a YouTube social media sensation. Like, he has 10,000 views, like, two weeks ago when I saw it. And it's just yeah, going to keep like growing. Oh, I'm like, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm like, sure. Yeah. Like, we haven't had a... Vi- the no video. The problem is everyone wants to be negative, dude. The, the yeah, that's such the, a dumb... And, and that's not even... That, that's not dude, yeah, we were talking about this earlier today. That's the world. Like, we were talking about this earlier today about, like... It's so funny to me, because it's like, even if anybody is doing any little fucking... Even if it's some supporting, they're doing it. Everybody is so angry about Amen. it. Amen. And, and you're just like, dude, like, if we all, like, you know, pull the wagon yeah. remotely yeah. the same way... Yeah. The pyramids weren't made with a bunch of single dudes pulling stones. It was well, 20 dudes pulling like one stone. That's, like, kind of the fucked up thing is, like, all yeah. the best slavery, bands... slavery, so that's a bad the, Like, metaphor. the biggest and best bands have came from this area. Like, you have Captain We're Sinking, the Menzingers. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, like, the, not... The Menzingers who the still refuse like, to play around... All, he, uh, but, like, all the title fights. Title fights. Like, Wiccafaze, Tiger's Drop, And then you go to the hardcore scene. Strength for the Reason was yeah. one of the biggest oh, fucking yeah, bands. Oh, yeah, that was too. Wisdom and Chains. Wisdom and Chains. Yeah. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Not Strength for the Reason. I just went into my... Strength for the Reason is Nanakoke, baby. Yeah, that's Nanakoke. But the problem is that, like, nobody wants like out here now there's nobody that is i guess doing anything but also when you do something everybody's always like the first one to be like Ugh, i'm not i do it's a lot also a lack of venues really. yeah, a lack of venues I mean, and then also the the advent of i mean all the technology we have like literally every single week the three of us write record mix and master one of those songs and 
20 years ago we the three of us we've 60 fucking 70 songs yeah, maybe like you know? we, we just have a bunch of songs and play a show. like we did last <laughs> we week do. we, we yeah. play well, once a year we once play a year. once a year and it's a we have a we are lucky in that we only, we, we only play yes fuck we yeah we play together we only let's play go. once you a year if you and want. we I want to let's go we let's throw a big it. party like this year I bought 150 Hawaiian lays to throw out into the crowd while we played. We all dressed yeah. Hawaiian. We all outfits. dressed Hawaiian. The nice. the crowd got rowdy. Like yeah, there's beer uh, being spilt everywhere. People dance all over the place. But we for that show, like I mean, we we, but we play we once played. a year because we know that it's you, not going to happen if you do. It's it not going to happen yeah. every time. Yeah. If you do every three months, even you're going to get a, a, a third of the person of uh, the turnout, and then sure. the next one's a quarter of that, and then you just all of a sudden are playing to nothing but I think the advent of all the technology and like social media and everything helps that we can do this every sure. week and, and things like that and other people can put their things out like uh, fucking Little Pocono is not gonna fucking make it if it's not for what's available now Yeah. but it takes away at the same time from the days where you had to go to one place with all of the other people that were also doing the same thing in their bedrooms in their garages and you all got together and you Sat around and were probably because you're teenagers, you're judgmental of the other. And you're like, yeah, like are you as, are you as like into this as I am? Like I don't know, are you as are you as fucking punk rock as me, man? Yeah, but you still have to show up. But you, you gotta show, show up. up. And yeah, if and after a while, you start recognizing the people that show up every week, and you go, okay, this is our scene, this is our heart. Everything being kind of more individualized, everyone sure. can just record in their in their fucking their bedroom if they want to, and put things out on social media. It kind of did. It, 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 it takes away from the ability to to just be congregating and, and meeting up. Um, and I know Steve with the with the uh, the showcase. He's been trying yeah. to like get some shit together like on Sundays and stuff, where it's going to be like everybody kind of get together and try to build that. I want to so, go to one of the. Are they started yet? He does his clinic on it. Like I mean, like are they having people like play music? Well, they open mic. He crazy. Yeah, well, like well no, what he does, what thing. he does is he does his show on on Sundays, from what I understand. Yeah, and then afterwards he has an open mic. So anybody that wants to go, hang out, jam, whatever. Because yeah. they took so away the old open, open mic that was there. There, yeah, there but are, a lot of them are in the be, same sense of like this is really going to be like music come out and play like yeah, your music. Yeah, they have one. What was that? Hope talk. Like, yeah. like, 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 I don't. Really, I don't want really to go there and just like you know pick up the acoustic. And be like, oh yeah, here's my shit. Like like instead of just like be like, yo guys, can we get something together? Let's yeah. Something. Like, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, like actually like fucking show. networking and Build seeing what something. the fuck we can get. And honestly, back for together. us, like for the three of us, and the whole idea of like like we do the show because it, <laughs> it, it kind of exemplifies the three things like or the three of us like in things that we were trying to get better at. Like uh, I mean, and that we want to like just keep pursuing. Zach being the the mastermind behind like mixing mastering and everything for for our songs and, and coming up with the basis of those songs, Justin with drumming and then also with all of the yeah. the editing and everything there and then me uh, just talking I guess um, <laughs> but but no like organizing it being and like the producing people, being it. the guy that talks I don't fuck, I don't even have social media yeah, yeah. so I couldn't ever I'm, get I'm, any I'm bad I mean like me and Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Like, I like, you're I, like I, I don't internet unless I'm at work, and I'm like I can respect that. Yeah, I seriously, I I'm the only hold of any given time. I realized that at like 3 a.m. last night. Oh yeah, I messaged you like my I, I was so drunk. Oh my god, 
My message was read over about ten times because me and my roommate went out to Shangies in in Allentown (laughs) and we got a a quarter. We got we got a sixth little keg of this nine point two percent Russian Imperial Stout that's called Unorthodox. And so I had about four pints of that, and then other things. And then I I was like, all right, so oh. His wife saw his pay, saw his message her, and then I sat there and typed it out in like my notes <laughs> to make sure it was all right. And it took like a half hour. When I like, responded, I was like so drunk because yeah. he left me asleep on the couch and watched a different uh, movie because he's like, I was crying about how the new song we wrote sounded like Coldplay, uh, so we were having a rough night. Nice. <laughs> what's, what's, what's wrong with Coldplay? Like old they Coldplay, my lot. new. They sell a lot. But seriously, no, it's amazing, but I was very, very was sad it all how yellow? good it was. Was it all yellow? Oh, it's, it's, Dude, is that the right album, though, right? It's, it's pretty yellow. Uh, no, it reminds me of, like, I watched a cartoon <laughs> that had Coldplay in it the other day and I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> But this song sounded like it, so I was really, really sad about yeah. it. And I was like, this is our Coldplay. No, you We're should be finally Coldplay. And then I fell asleep. He watched some weird war movie, and I woke up, and I looked at my phone, and I was like, oh, shit, I should probably... I was like, I ought to respond to this. And But my drunken yeah. self, while I have food in the air fryer that I don't remember putting in there, well, by the way. <laughs> I will say I was very happy to wake up this morning at, like, 11 a.m. and and roll over and see a response from, like, 3.48 a.m. going, oh, thank God, I didn't wake anybody up. She was just awake still. Yeah. That, oh, that makes me feel better. I'm very drunk. Hell yeah. Now, uh, kind of going into a little bit what you were just kind of alluding to, like new music and everything, um, speaking of uh, the band Crippling Addictions, um, which the first post I made, grab me one of those as well, actually. I'll take one. Um, Pass and Ice. Yeah, can I have one of those as well? A Budiche, as you said before. Budiche, man. Budiche. It's fancier. Luckily, I know um, so, uh, what was the influence behind the sound that you developed for for this band, or was it just a very natural? I sat down and wrote some songs, and this is what came out. Uh, like, what what is uh, for you, Steve? What is your approach? And then from uh, like a band member, you for those that don't know. Um, Steve, you're playing guitar and your main vocals, and then Jen, you do backing vocals and you do keyboards, yes. and then you have Cliff. And then I think your social media says is with the other guy when he wants to show up. Whoever wants to show up. It's because seriously, our band is whoever wants to play with us. If you, if somebody is busy, we call somebody else. It's always the two of us. It will always be the two of us. Hell yeah. But if anybody is busy. And if you have the chops and you're listening tonight, uh, we're more than willing yeah, uh, yeah. open invitations Yeah, like, there. currently, our bass player lives in fucking Scotland. <laughs> like, Jesus. <you> know? <laughs> that makes but, touring hard. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, yeah, well, when we do Europe later, yeah, yeah. we'll be So what, what led to the, the development of your sound? Because it, it was not knowing what to expect going into seeing that show, seeing the, the, the big wig show that you guys were playing on, um, not knowing what to ex- expect, I was completely surprised with the, the whole entire thing and in, in a good way I was kind of thinking you were going to go more down that like knowing that through having conversations with Ted that like you also liked face to face and I knew that um, I was thinking it was going to be there a little bit more maybe just like more like uh, not aggro punk but like a little bit more like you took a step back and my hypothesis was like oh you went more like maybe more to roots and it's going to be more aggressive and like crazy and, and all over the place and it was 
but it was, in my opinion, it was just very well contained and well well thought out. Um, so, what was the what was the thought process and, and and your approach to writing these songs and what kind of produced the the initial sounds that you've come up with? Well, the thing that I would say is, is, is hey, thank you. Uh, that's high praise. Uh, thank you. For <laughs> Fuck yeah, man! No, you're not uh, doing anything wrong. <laughs> but but the thing is, when when this record was on like on not the shelf, but like on like you know the burner. Yeah. For what we were working on, it was actually me and my buddy Tim Brown. He plays a band called Elway. Fucking, I love Elway. Elway's, Elway's great. fucking sick. Elway's and, so and, good. And it was me and Tim. And what it really was was the mess had just broken up. It was like it had just broken up, but the things I had, some of these songs, like Babylon, Good Kids, like these were all like shit I had in my mind for the mess. Okay. That was not seemed to full, full fruition. Yeah. As it were. And then when me and Tim started jamming, it was like we're all I would say as as everyone in the room, we're all getting a little bit older. Yeah. So the thing is, like, like, like just playing like a full like fucking no effects fast beat. Yes, yeah, it will make any song sound good. Oh fuck yeah, it will. But but the thing is, at is, fifteen, is that do always, I want to be playing this is song? That still? Always, <laughs> is that always the solution? Yeah, yeah. And and so then what we did there was like me and Tim just like got together, you know, smoked some weed and just like figured out what was the best parts for the song. Yeah, Tim actually bought an electronic drum set. I've never oh. fucked with an electronic drum set, but the way his house was in Philly, we couldn't jam with full drums. Okay. Because it was, uh, you know, neighbors would start complaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 household. Yeah, so we did a <laughs> lot of that shit. Like, just, uh, two would be playing drums with two headphones. I'd be, like, playing guitar in headphones. Everything was in headphones because we couldn't fuck with the neighbors. Yeah. And with all that shit is where it became actually as simple as you hear the record. It is that simple because it had to be that simple yeah. because we had nothing else to do. That reminds it, me that it, there, it was, there was that no, we couldn't, we couldn't yeah. expand. It there was, was the in the early two thousands, uh, Iron and Wine started uh, gaining popularity, and their first album was something that I really loved because the guy wrote it. Uh, I think Sam Bean is his name. Um, he wrote the album while his daughters were sleeping in the other room, and so he couldn't play loudly. So it's all very softly finger picked. And him going like, and he's just very quiet and gives the whole album this weird, almost haunting sound. And it was straight, and it's like in my head, like a very punk rock thing. It was like, out of necessity, I had to do this. And then I developed a sound out of that necessity. So listening in the headphones, it's, it's more centralized. You can hear clearly. And I'm sure you're mixing with levels to make sure you can hear the drums right, you can hear the guitar right, as opposed to just jamming out in a room and hoping everybody hears every part. We spent more time making that album sound like shit <laughs> than you actually would think. Because and Jenna's was See, on my ass I am, I am the opposite. I love a clean record. Alright. I want everything to be like I want it to be like like Atlas Atlas Studios is pretty much my my go to. Yeah. Like any Elway record sounds perfect. It's just well, clean. The, the thing for me is I've recorded an Atlas and I've had it. And he hates yeah. it. So I, it, it, it. No, no, no. That, that, well, that, not that, hated that, it. That, hated that, it is that, hard, but he found it dirty. That's a bad thing for Matt Allison. Matt Allison is incredible. <laughs> no, producer. Matt Allison's incredible. But <laughs> it, it, I love, it, it, it I love a clean, I love just like a very, very... <laughs> 
pristinely clean recording. Yeah. yeah. Where he wants like it to be a little grungier. Yeah, and you dirty, want you want more fuzz. Where I don't want that. Look, I still listen to the Kinks. All right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. King? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I fucking love the Kinks. And, and so when it comes to drums, I'm like, dude, can we get drums natural? Can we get this shit to sound a little bit grittier? Yeah. Can we have this shit not sound? Instead of you putting a vocal isolated. effect, can I just go in this hallway and shout and get the exactly? Room? Yeah. Like, I don't like, like. I don't want this isolated. Yeah. Like let's just fucking play it. Yeah. Like the and that for me is like now as I've gotten older, obviously in my youth, it was way easier to be like, oh yeah, Pro Tools, dude. Like fucking tighten that guitar up, dude. Noise game, yeah. dude. Like let's not fuck around. And now I'm older, it's like, dude, like all the best records have. In profession, yeah, and it's that natural feel. I mean, even you just look at fucking like John Bottom drumming, drumming. It's like there are things that sound like they are going to be wrong, and if you were to cut them up and and perfect them, it would lose the whole feeling of a lot of those songs for sure. That's what I'm saying. And the thing is, when you when you're able to catch it, and I'm not saying we caught lightning in a bottle because that'd be crazy for me to say about my own record. But I really do feel as though we did catch a little bit of energy there that was like Well, say not, that you caught a lightning bug in a bottle. Yeah, say, yeah. Like, not, 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 not a crazy energy. Not, yeah. a, not like per se. Yeah. But it was like when me and Tim were like together for like that like hot minute. Also, we Tim not being a drummer was also incredible that he did well, all the drums. Yeah. <laughs> well, so he wasn't a drummer. He doesn't he play did... drums at all. Whoa. All right. Yeah, yeah. He just figured it out, and that's who. That's did what's drums on, on the, the record. Damn. Yep. Yeah. So he is not that's a drummer. Me and my buddy Tim. That like, that whole record is just me and Tim. Fuck yeah. And it is. Yeah, me and Clifton come into later in the game. Yeah, and, and, but but with that record, it was like I feel as though it's perfectly shitty. Yeah. If that makes it. No, I, I hear like, it. Like, it, it. You need a little crust on there. You yeah, need a little crust on there. Because had it been had it been sounding awesome, everybody been like, oh yeah, of course it sounds awesome. Like you need to fucking have it, like have a little bit of grit. Yeah. Let the song quality speak for itself. Yeah. Like like it, like with Howard music, for example, like Fuel for the Hate Game is my Fuck favorite yeah. Howard yeah, music record. Yeah. And that record sounds like absolute dog shit. <laughs> but the songs. Speak for themselves. Definitely. Sure. And, and, and that and, is where I'm at. And another example that, that immediately pops to my head with that is Catch-22 has Keys Be Nights, and it's a great album, and it is certain parts are maybe a little sloppy, certain parts like, you know, the snare sound and everything like that were very specific to what, what they were getting out of the room they were in, and then they wanted to be able to legally play those songs again, so when they became Streetlight Manifesto, because, you know, it was like a temptation situation where everybody left Catch-22... And all of a sudden, all the original members of Catch-22 are like, hey, let's get back to... Wait, Catch-22 is still a thing over here? But we are Catch-22, and so there's this imposter, you know, 1995 The Temptations versus 1965 The Temptations. So they all got together a Streetlight Manifesto, and they re-recorded Keys Be Nights, and it is arguably a better version, quote-unquote, a better version... But it isn't. It is a cleaner version. It is a tighter yeah. version. It is the exact same album with the exact same people seven to ten years later. And they are, they've got better quality microphones. Technology's just improved. And it is still, yeah. I've listened to it and I've accidentally like gone to YouTube and been like, you know, I just want to listen to like 9mm and, you know, uh, three piece suit. And I get the wrong version of it. I'm like, yeah, no, I can hear it. Like, it's not the same. Even the same thing for demos back in the day. Sure. There, there were, uh, I I had, uh, you know, for Bigwig, like, Invitation of Tragedy and Unmarried Melodies, um, I had them on burnt uh, copies, like, that 
I didn't actually get to buy a CD because I didn't have the money to buy the CD from them, but I had Kazan, Morpheus, and Bearshare, so I was able to download all of the individual oh, files. Oh, man, Kazan. <laughs> I made, me and my brother would make, like, the albums, but what would wind up happening is we would have this album that had three versions of, like, sample tracks, or not sample tracks, but, like, like cut demo tracks, track. demo tracks, and I would like the demo track version better because that's what I grew up listening to. I felt the same with Against Me. A yeah. lot of like the Against Me ones that you download on LimeWire and yeah. shit would be like, Gee, oh my god, I love this. And then you would hear... Do it, do it. Do it, do it. But then you'd hear like the real version of it. Like even before I argued with them with us uh, for searching. And so I was you like, can that's just go outside the, right- the door if you want. Bobby. You don't have to squat like she would have to. Also, I'm not gonna lie, that cat has been staring into my soul. Oh, she, she does. does. Lucy for stares into it's souls. It's amazing, though. Yeah, but yeah. you know, with searching, at least like with that album, I for the longest time thought the demo versions were the actual versions. Yeah, and I loved it, and I and I still love that album, yeah. and I love Laura. <laughs> Like, I, I love had, against me. I, I but, had a couple of albums that were like that, that were like, even like, uh, like growing up in the, like the early 2000s, like the emo scene and everything that was coming out, and most of my friends and I were into like the, you know, things that were coming out, like Taking My Sunday, Brand New, Early November, all of those right, things. yeah. And the early November, I had a version of their album, the entire album, every single exactly song. I know exactly which one you're talking They're, about, too. And it's way better. I was obsessed with that. Yeah. I know. For all of this, the yes, first release yes, for of For All of This, this was so much was better. was so good. And then it they cleaned so it up. Good. Like, six months later, they went and re-recorded it. I And know. the demos were great. Oh, my God. You're like, the first person that's ever even said uh, that to me. Well, good. We're connected on that. Right. And then Straylight Run. <laughs> when uh, the guy left oh, Take Max Sunday right? and started yeah, no, I, that I actually saw them oh. open for Minus the Bear because Ooh, I loved it was, I loved Minus Fuck the Bear yeah. so much that's one of my honestly to this day one of my favorite bands of all time they're really but solid but it was they them really and solid. I, somebody really weird opened for them though and it was like the two of them and then somebody else I, I can't fucking remember what it is but yeah, that was like yeah, like the the whole like demo version. Sometimes the demo ends up being better. Yeah. Where like right now, sure. like what we're working on, like we're using like he downloaded Audacity, mm-hmm. and uh, we're working on some new songs, and he's like, I can't send these to anybody. Like no, 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 we can't send these. We can't send these to anyone. And I was like, honestly, it's 2020. Like we can send these to people yeah. now. Yeah. Because they don't sound as shitty as, like, back in the day. Yeah, and you get in your head thinking, like, okay, like, what what my demo sounded like. Like, we're tracking an album uh, of my original music, and the quality of just the the me playing guitar and me singing over it is a thousand times better than 15 years ago if I had recorded these songs of course. and paid somebody to do it. I think we all have a lot of like trouble dealing with like rem- like realizing that it's not the same now. We're yeah. like there's like straight most SoundCloud rappers are just doing shit in their living room. Yeah. Like we're yeah. all doing the same thing. Like we can do this and it's not embarrassing and it's totally okay to release it to yeah. the world. Let me digress for a second. Do uh, it. I, I, I was outside taking a piss, but 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 what I heard and what and what I would like to say is a lot of these bands that you see them doing it now is like what seven ten years as we've been saying. A lot of them are actually getting out of record contract, and everybody has to fucking own their own shit. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 a lot of that is going into that shit, where it's just like you know, like you know, everybody got fucked when we were all kids. Yeah. And now everybody has to fucking. 
re-record that old shit to make sure they own it. Yeah. Because if they don't have the masters, they're not gonna have shit. Yeah. And that is that's actually the fucking real dirty part. About yeah, that it. is. That's there's why, that's there's why so you much. See a lot of everybody doing that. There's now. so much crazy like dirty dealings in, in, in. I mean, in the entire history of the music industry, and now we are definitely like I was saying before. There's kind of this. Uh, it's a give and a take with technology and with the advancements that we all have now that that we can just go upstairs and in five hours right record mix and, and realistically and put out a great anything song. that you want to learn you can just look up on YouTube if you want to if you want to buy a, yeah that's gonna if you want to buy Ableton you can find out and yeah. how learn how to use it on your own oh, in your own time you know what I mean like, yeah all the shit all the shit is I googled it I was like brother, how do I do this my brother opened up a restaurant in Philly called uh, the Goat and Logan right like uh, Goat Square like Logan Square yeah. or whatever that area um, that was I know the uh, spot. I didn't see the restaurant. Yeah, there was a restaurant there for I don't know, like seven, eight months. Um, that he one day he was working for. Uh, it, it used to be oh God. What was it? It was, it was a speakeasy. Uh, what, what are we talking about? Uh, Cra- uh, Craig worked for a speakeasy. Oh, in Philly. That actually wound up being a real speakeasy because the guy didn't have a legal uh, liquor license <coughs> what and he kept faking Brad? it. I can't remember the fucking name. Uh, it was the guy that opened the one in in. in uh, Damn it! In 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 Bethlehem, he opened the one the 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 bookstore or whatever it was in Bethlehem, oh, and yeah, then he yeah. moved down. That to was like across from Bethlehem. Right? The thing yeah. about it is that like I hear that this place is cool, this place is cool, and Nick, by the time I try to go, the place is closed. Yeah, yeah. Is that like what? Uh, I mean, just yeah, he just they that's just Bethlehem. Yeah, it's Bethlehem. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of experimental. Catch, you gotta catch him while they're Yeah, open. but my brother, he literally was. Working at a charcuterie place, he made a pound cake or a crumb cake or something like that out of random ingredients that were left over by literally being bored one day and typing in all of the ingredients to Google and typed all of the ingredients and then, like, found, oh, okay, all this would make a crumb cake, and he made a crumb cake, and his boss was like, that's phenomenal, I'm opening up a new restaurant, you should be my chef, and he went, okay, sure, and he had never been a chef before, he was literally, like, the guy that, like, Mix the jam up and like cut the cheese and fucking he the yeah. cheese. <laughs> um, and and but you know that and so he went home and for a week he just studied Gordon Ramsay videos on on YouTube, and then came up with a menu and presented it to the owner. And after a week of just binge watching shit on YouTube, he was able to be like, "All right, I'm a chef and I can open this restaurant." Like the technology today, and and the access to educational materials sure. make it so much easier you know for for people and again going back to what I was saying before it affects the local immediate scene um a little bit in, in a negative way uh but it, it's just a great thing that, not if like, you're still putting on shows in your local scene still putting on shows you in your local I mean? scene like, like that is the thing you have to connect that piece of yeah. it there and and, well, and have that come out is the hard part that now. Is, oh, yeah. I got you a shout to Jesse dude Jesse has had the castle running since 2005 yeah. Dude, and that, that place literally still is, has shows. Yeah. It has had incredible shows. It has had some not incredible shows. But the thing is, Jesse is still out there doing the work. Like, if we ask Jesse work. to do something, Jesse will and, still and, do it. And, and, like, we're like, hey, we want to have a show. Well, Can we do 15 it? 15 years that venue has yeah, been Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> it is literally the longest running venue in the Poconos. Longest running venue in the public. I think it's one of for, the longest running venues in the states. Yeah, for for because not twenty four Gilman. I think local. was the only thing that had the uh, in California had the previous title. Oh shit! Yeah, I think that yeah. how did you get it certified? Oh. We have to go through the punk police, man. The punk police. Jesse would never <laughs> want to do. Jesse would be like, I don't feel like dealing with that. Jesse would never want to fuck with the punk police. 
That's too much maintenance to do with yeah. them. Fuck that. All right. That just seems wrong, right? The yeah. punk police? It, do, it does, a little bit. All right, well, I do want to say... Uh, the police to... are pretty punk, though. Yeah. The police were punk? The, the band? The police? Oh, well, no, I knew yes. the band. The yeah, police. Yeah, yeah. But well, were they punk? They're pretty, they're pretty Dude, punk. Dude, Rox is pretty CBC punk, too. Yeah. I like the police. I think they're cool. I know. I like I the police as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, before we go too far into 1970s, are they or aren't they? <laughs> uh, I do want to say just real quick, thank you so much for the two of you for coming oh, yeah. on. Um, uh, Instagram, at The Crippling Addictions, correct? Yes. I said it earlier in one of the posts I made as The Crippling Addiction, no S on it, and then I published it and I went, Oh, that's like a totally different meaning almost. Like <laughs> Steve O and the Crippling Addiction versus Steve O and the Crippling Addictions. Yeah. A little bit different meaning there. Uh, but th- a huge thank you uh, to both you, Jen, and Steve for coming on and Dude, being here tonight. Fuck yeah. Uh, do you have any upcoming shows? Anything that you guys want to. Uh, well, plug? actually, Philly and uh, up here, actually. So we're going to do at the pharmacy with nice. our friend Greg Ruckus okay. from Winnipeg. Fuck yeah. Uh, that I we're hate also. Winnipeg. Oh, man. This is one of my favorite oh, songs. He's yeah, one right? He, yeah, lo- he's, he's a, one of the few that loves Winnipeg. And yeah, you know, yeah. He is incredible, too. He's an acoustic dude that just plays his. Uh, he brings his own stage with him that he has tambourines underneath. And oh, he shit. stomps on it. He's a stomp box. Oh, damn. And he's like kind of crusty, but, but he's incredible. He's such a fucking awesome musician. But uh, so him, and then we're playing another show with him on the 14th. At the castle at Ask Jesse's yeah. house. Ask a punk. Ask a punk. Yeah, castle <laughs> weird yeah. skull with Greg Rekus and Don't Panic. Hell yeah. Don't Panic Acoustic. And what date is that again? March 14th. Is that a Friday, Saturday? It's a Saturday. Saturday, Saturday night. Very nice. Very nice. Night. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'll have to make that. BYOB and Ask a Punk, but we will be having a good time at the castle. Yeah. I have to drive by at any time we go up to my brother's house. He now lives farther than the castle, which is crazy to me. And every time anybody's driving, I'm like, oh, there's the castle. And nobody in the car ever knows what I'm talking about. That's good. All right. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's They're not good. punk. They yeah. don't know. They, don't know. Yeah, yeah, they know or they don't know. They don't. And if you don't know, you shouldn't know. Yeah, exactly. Friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, again, thank you uh, so much. And as always with uh, our closing of the show, we're going to jump right into Let Me Ask You a Question from Let Me Ask You a Question. Hit it, Justin. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question from. Let me ask you a question. Got a no pants Kyle in there for all your. It was by demand. People were requesting me to not wear pants. That's I why figured. we did that. Yeah, man. That's what they were like. We were Let me see yeah. them gams, them grandma gams, <laughs> as we grandma said last week. Grandma hams, as we were saying last week. Ooh. All right, so every week we like to ask you the question from Let Me Ask You a Question, our brother, sister, love podcast put out by Moot.tv, our parent, sister, incest company. I have no idea what they are. Uh, <laughs> parent sister incest company. Yeah, parent sister incest company. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, so every cool. week Anthony, uh, <laughs> Anthony asks Greg and Eric a question, and I like to bring it to you guys here, and just a uh, quick answers to wrap up the show. This week's question 
You're going to be tortured, and I think he set up in a Russian gulag. You're going to be tortured in a Russian gulag, but the torturer is going to let you choose the music that you are going to be tortured to. Uh, and you get to pick one song, and that song is going to play on repeat. What song do you choose? And and to give you a little bit of what they discussed, like, do you pick something that is going to torture the torturer as well? Is yeah. it going to be something that brings you a little bit of peace of mind? Is it going Reverse to be psychology a maybe? really long song that you don't have to hear so yeah. many times over and over again? Because you could do the, uh, what we were saying before, the, the decline. The technically, decline. technically the decline, it's 20 like... 20-minute song. A little bit longer. I mean, it's you. not one technical song. Ah, when you look at the, the album, but when yes. you play I wish I knew the type of torture, though. Oh, I think it's just going to be straight just up. You're straight strung up. up. You're going right. to be whipped, maybe waterboarded. Anything that they can get. Oh, it's Russian. Fingernails pulled out. Fingernails. Oh, I don't stretched. like Waterboarding. You go on Tanama Bay. Yeah, I was going to say, that was the wrong oh. area if we're going Russian Gulag. Uh, but, Justin, do you have any ideas what song you would like to be tortured to um, and why? I think if I was if I had to listen to one song over and over, it'd probably be a Mogwai song. Oh, be my father, my king. Okay. I don't know why. It's just yeah. an epic song. All right. Uh, it's long as fuck. It's like twenty five minutes long. That's Good long like song. That or something from like. Do you Sun think that would Earth. drive them crazy at all, or is probably, that a song? Yeah, yeah. Probably. You think that would be? Yeah. All right. For you guys over there, anything? Jen, I honestly Steve think I. At first, I thought I was like. Well, if I want to annoy this person, I'm going to go Cotton Eye Joe because it'd be amazing. Oh, my God. But oh Lord. I would lose my own mind, stuck though. stuck in Texas Roadhouse for forever. Yeah, like, it would be really rough. <laughs> oh. That I would probably have to go with Do You Love Me by Nick Cave. Oh, okay. Because Nick Cave is my favorite artist. All right. And if I'm going to be tortured to death. Very different from But Cotton also, Joe. like, and it, yeah, it would, it would still be kind of like a sexy death. All right, I think a it would sexy be all right. death. I like but that you would be my like if I want to annoy the shit out of somebody. Yeah. All right. Well, what about you, Steve? What are you thinking? The Eagles. The ooh. The Eagles. Yeah. Take it to the limit. Oh, oh my god. god. Because, oh my god. Hey, 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 allow me to digress into why. Because <laughs> it will immediately start with my torture taking it to the limit. <laughs> but that chorus rides. Yeah. And that chorus rides and uh-huh. it rides uh-huh. and it rides. And by the third time, my torturer has now, you know, they've gleaned their, <laughs> my subservience. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that chorus is going to fucking haunt you for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no I like it. I like that, One Zach. more time. Is <laughs> One more time. Zach, what about you? What would you um, want to be tortured by? And for what the, reason? Uh, What's up, the um, <coughs> the He-Man version? I was saying that. I was really hoping that was it. But the, the He-Man version of that? Okay. Like the disco version? That gives me a different idea for my Because I feel answer. like if I, if I heard that song enough times in a row, I would gain superpowers. <laughs> I'd be able to like just mentally break out of my torture. Uh, sell. That would be pretty sweet. That would be pretty sweet. Now, I, I have a couple ideas. The base, Basing them off of uh, what you guys are saying, my my immediate reaction to you wanting to do that version of Four Non Blondes is to do like a, a Weird Al version of oh, a song. Oh, and yeah. I think I would go 
with uh, his version of American Pie. Oh my god. The Star Wars uh, version. Star Wars. Because no, no. it is still about eight minutes long. Actually, I'm changing my song. Yeah. You said Star Wars and it's uh fucking What's the, the, uh, the Emperor March? Bad oh, man. The, uh, oh the Yoda. Seagull? Seagulls, yeah. You don't want no seagulls. Yeah, Whatever that is, yeah, yeah. you wanna do that? That'd be yeah, terrible. That'd, that'd probably be that would be terrible. I think Anthony's answer was something to the effect of like a I don't know if it was like a John Philip Sousa era or an earlier like uh, like or, uh, orchestrated piece, but it was redone with like farts or something like that. So for him, it would entertain him, but, uh, but for everybody else, it would be terrible. Lifetime of fart noises. Lifetime, lifetime of fart noise, because who knows how long you're going to be stuck in there. Sure. All right. Well, hey, guys, check out Let Me Ask You a Question dropped every Monday along with our episodes on iTunes or Apple Podcasts if you're not an old person. And you can also check us out on Stitcher uh, for podcasts if you have a, uh, a non-iPhone, if you have a, an Android or one of those things. Uh, you can check us out every single Monday along with them. You can also check the backlog episodes of White Wasabi. Um, as always, I would like to give a big thanks to everybody that joined us live here, listening in the chat. Uh, we, we were really chit-chatting a bunch, so we didn't get a lot of time to talk to you guys. But you know what? As I always say, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, well, we're, we have to do a version of Gilligan's Island. That's oh, I oh, I did see that. That Slacky wants us to do a House Boat Time with Jones song. All right. Okay, we can definitely right. do that. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in live. Everybody for tuning in in the future. And as always, a big thank you to Mr. Justin Olimpato hey, for man, getting everything welcome. put together. Thank you so thank much you. there. And Mr. Zachary. I wake up in the morning and I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get real high and I... Stormin'. All right, <laughs> Zachary. All of that stormin'. Uh, for Kyle Mocha, won't shut up here on the wonderful houseboat Tommy Lee Jones. I am Kyle Mocha. Thanking you all for joining in in the future, in the present, wherever you may be. I mean, after right now, you're in the future. Yeah. If you're still in the present, Welcome you've, to got the future, some, motherfucker. you've got some weird shit. <laughs> Welcome to the future, motherfucker. As always, here is our closing theme song to play us mm -hmm. out. We will see you guys next week where we will have our first ever uh, internet-based uh, interview. We're going to be joined yeah, by Mr. Actually, it's an all-California episode. We're going to be joined by Mr. Gregory Lastra, who just put out a, uh, a short story that just is published and available on Amazon. Zach, don't worry. I'll find a way to get it to you that's not on Amazon. Thank you. He's Fuck a very, Jeff Bezos. He's a very big boy. Cutter of Jeff Amazon. Bezos. I agree. And we are also going to be premiering the music, new music video from The Strangers. Again, cool. that's Stray with a Y. N-G-E-R-S. Uh -huh. Strangers that are also based out in Southern California out of L.A. So we're going to be getting that to you guys next week, so tune in for that. Hey. And as always, here is our closing theme song to play us out. See you guys next week. Later. Bye. Fuck you. Go fuck There's nothing more egomaniacal than singing the theme music. Show.